I've titled my message today, The Path into the Secret Place, because I want to share with you the joy that we experience when we seek God in the secret place. So you may be asking, what is the secret place? Maybe it sounds a bit mysterious or something that you must search for because it's a secret, but actually it's quite simple. Listen to this description by Bob Sorg from his book, Secrets of the Secret Place. Close your eyes and picture it for a moment. You're holed up in a quiet nook. The door is closed. The chair is comfortable. You've got a mug and your Bible is open. It's your favorite time of day. And now you start doing your favorite thing, talking to your best friend, Jesus. It's simple talk, really. Everyday language. You express your adoration, thanks and devotion. Incredibly, Jesus himself sits with us and assures us of his presence. Our spirit is ignited, our body is made alive, and our soul is restored. We talk to him, and he talks to us in the language of intimate friendship. Can everyone hear me okay? Yes, we can. Yes, we can hear you. Yes. Yes, okay. So, as we talk about this uh, subject this morning, I want you to hear God's heart because this is something very close to God's heart. The secret place is not actually a place. It's a position. It's a position of your heart. It's a position in the presence of God. It's that wonderful, quiet sanctuary of your heart where God abides. Scripture speaks of the secret place. Psalm 91 verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Well-known psalm, but have you ever noticed those words, secret place? He who dwells in the secret place. Psalm 31 verse 20, you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. Song of Solomon 2 verse 14, this is the bridegroom speaking. Oh, my dove, in the clefts of the rock. In the secret places of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Jesus is our bridegroom. He's talking to us in this verse. And did you know that Jesus longs for intimacy and closeness and communion with us? Just like any bridegroom longs for intimacy with his bride. Isaiah 45 verse 3. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who calls you by your name, am the God of Israel. There are treasures and riches to be found in the secret place. Matthew 6, verse 6, Jesus said, But you, when you pray, go into your room, 
when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. Jesus knew the value of the secret place. Listen to these words of Jesus. I want to provoke some questions in your mind. John 8 verse 28, Jesus said, I do nothing on my own initiative, but I only speak the truth that the Father has revealed to me. So a question, when did Jesus hear from the Father what to say? John 1 verse 19. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Notice he uses the present tense. He sees, uh, he does only what he sees the father doing. So he's not talking about when he was in heaven. He's talking about the present when he was on earth. So when did Jesus see what the father was doing? John 8, verse 38. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father. If Jesus was here on earth, when was he with, the, with his father? Just some thoughts. You know, we read these verses and we and we we sometimes don't even think beyond what we read. Maybe it's just me, but I like to ask questions. So here's a clue. Jesus practiced going into the secret place with God. Luke 5 verse 16 says, but Jesus often slipped away from them and went into the wilderness to pray. Mark 1 verse 35, the next morning, Jesus got up before daylight, left the house while he was, it was dark, and made his way to a secluded place to give himself to prayer. In Luke 6 verses 12 and 13, it describes how Jesus spent the whole night in prayer on the mountain by himself. Then when he came down in the morning, he called all his disciples, there were about 70 of them at that point that were working closely with him. And out of those 70, he chose 12 disciples. These were the ones who were going to start the church. And, and as the Bible describes, they, they changed, turned the world upside down. These 12 disciples were very key to Jesus' ministry and to the, to the kingdom that Jesus had come to establish. So what do you think he and his father were talking about all night? Selecting who the right people were, maybe? Those times that Jesus went off by himself to pray were times in the secret place with his father. He didn't just pray, he listened. He saw, he received instructions and direction and wisdom. He received refreshing and strengthening after pouring himself out to the people all day, every day. He had to have gone into that place with the purpose of drawing from God and not just asking for things. 
Yes, he prayed, but that wasn't all he did. He connected with his father in that place of, of, of intimacy, in that place of aloneness with God, in that secret place. He connected with God, his father. And out of that secret place, he was able to change the world. He was able to minister, to, to heal, to deliver, to raise the dead. And not just to this one here, one there. We're talking of hundreds of people every day. Jesus, in three and a half years of ministry, completely impacted that nation and changed people's lives. It also prepared him for what he knew was coming, and that was the ultimate sacrifice of the cross. Jesus knew the value of the secret place, and he used it often, the Bible says. If you study the lives of successful men and women of God <clears throat> who've made an impact on the kingdom of God, you will find that they practice going into the secret place. Oswald Chambers was an evangelist and teacher in the early 1900s. He wrote, solitude with God repairs the damage done by the fret and noise and clamor of the world. Isn't that just so appropriate for where we are now? The fret, the noise and the clamor of the world. We need to escape from that. It's so overpowering sometimes. Solitude with God repairs the damage done by the fret and the noise and the clamor of the world. I love that. A.W. Tozer was a renowned pastor and author. He wrote, nothing in and of this world measures up to the simple pleasure of experiencing the presence of God. Amen. Smith Wigglesworth was an amazing evangelist of great faith who experienced many miracles, healings and outpourings of the Holy Spirit in the early 1900s. He wrote, it is in the secret place where God begins to unfold his mysteries in your spirit. Remember that scripture I read in <clears throat> Isaiah that, that God would show us the mysteries of the secret place, in the secret place. Hardy Baker, which probably many of you um, have heard of, is a missionary in Mozambique whose ministry has planted thousands of churches, thousands, and regularly sees many salvations, healings, miracles, and even people raised from the dead. They have impacted the nation of Mozambique so amazingly in their years of being there. But it wasn't always like that. In the beginning, they got totally exhausted until God showed Heidi the secret of being able to minister and persevere in, the, in that ministry. She writes, don't spend your time consuming what makes you weak. Spend your time pressing in for the presence. <clears throat> Become so intimate with Jesus, so full of him, that it does not matter what challenges in life present themselves to you. More is accomplished 
by spending time in God's presence than by doing anything else. All fruitfulness flows from intimacy. All fruitfulness flows from intimacy. Just stop and think about that. Do you want to be fruitful? Their ministry is incredibly fruitful. All fruitfulness flows from intimacy. That is the secret to their success. Bill Johnson, who perhaps you have heard of, is the lead pastor, or was the lead pastor of Bethel Ministries, whose church has experienced years of sustained outpouring of the spirit, the salvations, healings, and miracles. He said this, royalty is my identity. Servanthood is my assignment. Intimacy with God is my life source. Intimacy with God is my life source. This last quote epitomizes my life. Intimacy with God is my life source. The secret place is my most treasured possession. I was very blessed to grow up with a mother who loved God passionately and spent time in prayer and worship every day. She modeled for me the importance of spending time with God. And as I began to practice that from a young age, I grew to cherish those times. They were very special. It's been a lifelong journey of discovering God and learning to listen to his voice. My day doesn't feel right if I haven't spent time just chatting with God, connecting with him. I love the secret place. It's so very, very important to me. It has been my source of strength, my anchor in the storms of life. I want to share with you some of my experience um, so that it can put into context what I'm talking about <clears throat> and why it has been such a special, it is such a special important feature of my, my, my relationship with God. My marriage was emotionally and psychologically abusive. My husband cheated on me with other men. I was very young and I was too scared to tell friends or family because he threatened me. But I could speak to God about it. It was in the secret place that I found comfort and strength and grace to walk in love despite his abusive behavior until God set me free. After seven years of abuse and heartache, I was divorced and became the unemployed single mom of a nine month old baby. Make no mistake, it was hard, it was lonely, it was stressful, had financial struggles. And I'll be honest with you, I floundered. I really battled. I, I, my, I had a crisis of faith. I just really battled. But I still kept my secret, my times in the secret place with God. And that's what brought strength and wisdom and grace that I needed to get back on my feet. Without God in that period of my life, without those connections, I would not have come through strong. 
but uh, <laughs> my difficulties were not over. At the age of two, my son was sexually abused by his own father. How do you help a child who has been traumatized at such a young age? He regressed from being a confident two-year-old to a scared baby. What followed after weeks and weeks of legal and emotional drama was eight years of supervised access, meaning I had to be there every time my son spent time with his father. Without the solace of the secret place, I would not have had the capacity or the peace to cope. It was hard. It was hard to spend that time with the person who had abused your child. But God gave me the grace I needed and capacity and the peace to manage that for eight years. So then we fast forward to my son's teenage years. <clears throat> he got into drugs and trouble, got kicked out of school. He was rebellious. Eventually I was forced to use tough love and gave him an ultimatum. Rehab or find somewhere else to live. He chose to live somewhere else. And at the age of 17, packed his stuff and left home. He hadn't even finished school yet. For months, I didn't know where he was. I didn't know if he was okay. I didn't know if he had food to eat. I didn't know where he was living. I didn't know if he was had a place to sleep or was lying in the gutter. I didn't even know if he was alive. Where did I go in that time? I went to the secret place where God assured me that my son was in his hands. It required trusting God's word to me. But years of running into the secret place made it easier. Eventually, my son did come home and he gave up the drugs. God is faithful. When he gives you a promise, he keeps his promises. So let's fast forward a little bit more. At the age of 20, my son tried to commit suicide. I had the sense that he was going to try, but I couldn't watch him all the time. I had to work. And this day I was at work in a council meeting when I got the sense of urgency to get home. I prayed and begged God to speed the meeting up. Now, trust me, council meetings don't hurry up. These guys like to talk. But miraculously, this meeting ended very quickly. And I jumped in the car, rushed home and arrived in time to cut my son down from the rafters. His face was already blue. Hospitalization and two months of rehab followed. Anxiety knocked at my door every day, every day. The secret place was where I found the peace and the strength to trust God with my son's life and future. And I'm still running into that place for him. God is always there. God's presence is always with us. But we have to actively, intentionally go find him.
in that secret place. Why do I share these stories with you? I'm not looking for sympathy. We all have our stories. <clears throat> what I'm trying to do is to illustrate that if I had not cultivated the practice of going into the secret place, no matter what was happening, no matter what uh, my circumstances were, I was actively seeking the presence of God, listening to his voice, receiving wisdom and help. If I had not been doing that, it would have been very difficult in those pressured and emotional times to find connection that I needed so desperately. The secret place is indeed my life source, but I have been intentional about it. It doesn't just happen. It's something that I go after because I have learned like Jesus, the value of the secret place in my life. Well-respected international speaker and mentor Liz Wright makes a very pertinent point. She says this, it's not the encounters which enable union. It's the union which enables encounters. In other words, so often we go after encounters with God. But what we should be going after is the union with God that is found in the secret place. Out of that place of union, encounters will come. You don't have to perform to get into God's presence. You already have his presence because he never leaves you, right? But what you need to do is number one, quieten your soul. This thing is always busy. And I know that because I'm very, my mind is always busy, okay? Number two, acknowledge his presence. He's there. He is here already. We don't have to go looking for him. He's already with you. He lives inside you after all. Rest in that place. And very importantly, listen. Quieten your soul. Acknowledge his presence. Rest in that place. And listen. I'll say it again, quieten your soul, acknowledge his presence, rest in that place, and then listen. So what is the requirement for finding your way into the secret place with God? Maybe you're saying, well, it's okay for you. You've been doing it for years and, and you know, it becomes naturally to you. Yes, maybe that's true. Uh, I've been a Christian for over 50 years, so yes, but I had to begin somewhere. So the secret here is just begin. Begin by abandoning yourself to God, which means learning to rest in his presence. No matter what your circumstances may be, no matter how you may be feeling, we need to abandon ourselves to God and learn to rest in his presence. So often we come to him and we come with the shopping list, you know, God, do this, do this, do this, please, do this, please, 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 please. 
And we don't actually stop long enough just to connect and listen to maybe he's got something to tell you. I'm sure he does. He likes to have conversation, just like we like conversation. So yes, you just have to begin. In the first few times, it may be difficult. I won't deny that. In fact, there are still days when it's difficult. When your mind is, is busy, 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 and you've got things you need to do. And, you know, there's always reasons not to do it. But we need to push through that. There will be ample distractions. You know, um, it could be family. It could be a phone call. It could be this, it could be that. We need to intentionally decide, I am going to the secret place now and nothing else is going to get in the way of that. If you find that you're getting distracted, you can put on worship music to help you focus. But the key here is not to pray. There are times for prayer, yes. Prayer is important, I'm not denying that. That's very important. It's, it's, prayer is, is, is an absolute critical aspect of our life with God. But we're talking specifically about connecting with God in the secret place. The key is not to pray, but to quieten your soul, acknowledge his presence, enjoy being in that place. And from that place, in those moments, you will come to know his voice. He doesn't shout. Most of the time, he just talks in a quiet voice, which means you've got to be quiet. You've got to listen. And if you're doing all the talking, he's not going to interrupt you. So having said all that, I would like to invite you to close your eyes. Posture your heart towards Jesus at this point in time and be expectant. Wait quietly as he reveals himself to you. Softly, tenderly, quietly, he's calling to you from the depths of his wonderful presence. How will you respond? Will you join him in the secret place? He's saying, come a little closer. Draw near to me. I have things I want to show you. Things I want to share with you. Sit quietly in this place and just enjoy his presence. Sweet, lovely presence of God.
it's such a beautiful, beautiful place to be. Open your hands and say, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you, God. I acknowledge you, Jesus. His presence just full space here. I encourage you to make this a daily practice. You won't be sorry. Intentionally make a choice to go into the secret place to connect with God. Maybe one day you connect with God the Father. Maybe another day you connect with Jesus. Maybe another day you connect with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't really matter. Just connect with God in that secret place and allow him to minister to you. Allow him to speak to you. He has things to share. He has secrets to share with you, mysteries to unfold to you, answers for things that you've been seeking answers for, encouragement for where you find yourself, wisdom for what to do in a circumstance or situation. And just, just love, he just wants to love on you. I mean, there are many times that I've come into God's presence, I'm tired, I'm feeling agitated or there's something that's bothering me and I just sit there quietly and connect with him. And then he just starts speaking to me, love. He just pours out his love on me. He just speaks words of love. He just embraces me. It's, it's beautiful. And that's the joy of the secret places. You don't have to come and you know, think of things to say. All you need to do is come and surrender. I'm here. Maybe I'm not in a good place today, but I'm here because I need you and I want to connect with you, Father. So I trust that you have <clears throat> been encouraged to go into the secret place and allow God to connect with you, connect with him, listen to him. You will grow and it will take you through the toughest times of your life. It will take you through impossible situations that I know for a fact. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit our website at www that his people pmb.co.za and for more of our messages visit our youtube and soundcloud channels as well as other podcast platforms if you would like to contact us please email us at his people pmb at gmail.com or send a message to 061-452-0877 we hope to see you soon god bless you